Welcome to the Elevate and Ignite podcast. I'm your host, Lily Francis, and I am an empowerment and mindset coach here to help women own their magic and create the life of their dreams. I truly believe that we can rewrite our story at any time, and sometimes we just need someone to help us elevate and ignite the spark within. On this podcast, we will talk about everything from mindset, self-belief, wellness, business, and all things in between. If you are looking to learn and grow, nourish your soul, and fuel your mind, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Elevate and Ignite. I'm so excited to be finally recording my very first podcast and to be able to share this with you all. So if you're tuning in and listening, I just want to say a massive thank you. And I know this is going to be the very beginning of something amazing. So today I really just want to touch on you know, my journey, um, what has led me here, why I'm doing this, and just a little bit about me. So this podcast is a place that I want to be a really raw, open and real place. You know, we cut out all the bullshit and we just say it how it is, the highs, the lows, and all things in between. So if you are someone who is looking to flourish, to believe in yourself, to love yourself a little more, then definitely stay tuned because there are going to be some amazing episodes coming up. Um, But for now, today, I'm going to get started and just tell you a little bit about me and my story and why I'm here. So from a very young age, I've always had this really big vision for my life. I've always, you know, envisioned this incredible, abundant, free life where I'm able to travel and do as I please. And it's so crazy because when people would ask me when I was younger, what do you want to do when you're older, Lily? I would always say I didn't know um, or I just always knew it was not going to be a nine to five job. And people would look at me funny. People would think I was really crazy because they were like, what do you mean? Like, of course, you're going to have a, a job. And I always just thought, no, like I cannot imagine seeing myself somewhere nine to five. The idea of the routine and the structure really, really felt limiting, even as a small child. Um, and it's crazy because that has actually stuck with me ever since. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you do like that. And some people love that security. But for me growing up, it was never something that intrigued me or anything that I wanted to do. So when people did ask me what I wanted to do secretly, I wanted to be a famous model or a famous actor. Like I said, I wanted to travel the world and just live large. And, you know, you have all those crazy dreams when you're little Um, And I think sometimes when we get older, we really think that things aren't possible for us anymore. But I do think it's so important to remind ourselves to dream big. And even though it may seem crazy or out of the ordinary, whatever dream you have is there for a reason. So just to give you a little bit of a background information, when I was born, I was born in Sydney. And then when I was seven, my family moved us down to a small coastal town, um, two and a half hours south of Sydney called Jervis Bay. It is a beautiful, beautiful place. Some of the most amazing beaches in the world, but it was a very quiet place. It definitely is getting a bit busier now. 
But I grew up down here in a coastal town. I didn't really realize it was the country until I ended up moving to Sydney when I was older and people referred to it as the country. I always just thought it was a nice little beach place. Um, But so I grew up down here and I went to school down here. Primary school was all good. When I got to high school, you know, people obviously get a lot meaner. Everyone gets really cocky. Everyone's egos. No one is really aware of, you know, their actions and all that type of thing. And I did get bullied in school a lot. (laughs) Um, I can laugh at it now, but at the time it wasn't that nice. I remember having apples thrown at me. People yelling out all the time, like being worried about getting on the bus because who knew, you know, who was going to say something. And there definitely was plenty of times where I would say something back, where I would yell back and retaliate. And then there was also times where I would just ignore it because I really could not be bothered. So that went on. Um, I then changed high schools a few times. So started at a public school. My mom took me out to a private Then I made her take me back to the public. Then she took me back out to the private. And whilst I hated going to the private schools and I really, really tried to fight it, there was a part of me that was definitely glad because I was so sick of the bullying at the same time. And when I went to those private, the private school, you know, that just never happened. It was a much more nice environment. And even though at the time I was really annoyed for her dragging me there, It was a lot safer and a lot cleaner and just a lot nicer in that sense. And I can definitely look back and now see why she did it. But during it, I was not enjoying it. Um, And then from high school, you know, I definitely went down the path of drinking um, from a young age, probably a bit too young. I think around 14, honestly, me and all my friends started drinking and sneaking out going to parties. Um, I had many experiences where I would drink too much and black out. So that wasn't a good thing. Um, And that probably went on for a couple of years as well. So like early high school, all the way through the end of high school, even till up about 18, 19, you know, going out all the time, drinking too much and just not having any awareness of myself. So That was a time in my life where, you know, you're young, you don't really have a conscious and you're just going with the flow and you're just going and doing what everyone else is doing. But then when I turned about 18, I think it was, I started reading the books that my mum had around the house. So my mum was a pretty spiritual person. We had lots of beautiful self-development books around the house by like Louise Hay, Abraham Hicks, all of that type of thing on the law of attraction, your energy and vibration. And when I was about yeah, 18, I started picking them up and reading them. And I thought, okay, this is really, really interesting. You know, it's saying how important our thoughts are. It's saying how we can really rewrite and reshape our lives. And then I started beginning torn between you know, the party scene sort of thing, and then really wanting to actually create this nice life for myself. So anyway, school ended and I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. I still wanted to do modeling um, and just to do something, I decided I was going to go to uni because that seemed like the normal thing to do. So I enrolled into a double degree of law and arts. 
I only stuck at it for one year. My self-worth and self-belief, I didn't think I was worthy enough to be there. I thought everyone was way smarter than me. I definitely had the imposter syndrome back then when I was 18 going to uni. So I lived on campus for six months. And then after that first year, I deferred. And I knew I wasn't going to go back, but I deferred anyway. And yes, I never have gone back since. So I definitely do think that society's pressures on us have such a big impact and that we do things a lot of the time because we think we should, because it's the norm, because other people want us to. But if it's not coming from a place of us genuinely wanting to do it, usually we will either end up unhappy if we stay in the situation or we will quit, which is what I did. So then I decided to move back to Sydney. So I was 19 at this point. I had literally $1,000 to my name. I had no job lined up, but I moved to Coogee, which is a beach suburb up in Sydney. And I wanted to pursue modeling. I wanted to pursue possibly acting. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just thought I'm just going to go and I'm just going to see what happens and give it my best shot. And, you know, live a bit more of the fast paced life instead of the slow country town beach vibes that I'd grown up with. So when I moved to Sydney, I started a job at a cafe. I remember I was getting like $15 an hour working at some juice place. I hated it. I was like, what am I doing? Um, Just did not feel like it was for me and obviously getting highly underpaid. Um, But I then also started doing some promo work, um, literally just anything that I could find. I definitely wasn't feeling fulfilled. I was trying to do some modeling with an agency. But again, nothing was really working. Then I started getting obsessed with the gym. So I hadn't really worked out much before. And I started going to the gym all the time. I started getting addicted to the gym. I was still reading my self-help books and my, you know, all those books that I had started reading at home that my mum had. I was still into all of that. There has always been a side of me that really, really loves all that and still does, which is why I'm here doing what I'm doing. But I wasn't sure what to do. So anyway, I ended up becoming a personal trainer and enrolling in that. And I did that and I worked at a gym up in Sydney for a while and I absolutely loved it. Um, But at this stage, I was still being torn between, you know, living the healthy, fitness, happy life. And then also the typical 21-year-old going out, partying and just having the best time ever. Um, you know, it certainly wasn't the best time when I would wake up hungover the next day, but then you would just get up and do it all over again. So I did that for a little while and I honestly can say it was so fun and I had such a carefree life. When I look back now, I lived a beautiful life and I had so many amazing friends and we all lived right near each other. So that was amazing. But then towards the end of that year, which was 2017, I went overseas with my now boyfriend, partner, Um, and when I came back the next year, I ended up moving back home, so back to Jervis Bay. I didn't move back to Sydney, and I was really unsure what to do. My partner was overseas. He's from England, so he was over there for six months. We were long-distancing it for six months at the start of our relationship, and he came back halfway through 2018. And we thought, you know what, we'll just move into my parents' house. I was already living there and we'll just stay here for a little bit till we figure out, you know, if we want to move back to Sydney or what we want to do. So we weren't meant to stay there for long. 
We had plans of moving out and getting our own place, but a few months after my partner got back from being overseas, my mum then got diagnosed with stage four cancer. So my mum, my best friend, you know, we were super, super close. She's such an amazing woman. And seven months later, she passed away. So that seven months was extremely difficult. Definitely, you know, some of the hardest months of my life ever, having to see your mum, your best friend, your superhero, the person who you thought was, you know, healthy and just living her life, going day to day, and then seven months later, just just gone. And um, she was only 55 as well when she passed away. So that was a huge, huge shock to me and my family. Um, it definitely still hurts. And I think if you have lost someone, you know that the grief never goes away, but you just learn to deal with it a bit more. So my life went from being, you know, a carefree 22-year-old, sort of just figuring out where to live with my partner to all of a sudden looking after my sick mum, going to hospital appointments, living in the hospital accommodation up in Sydney. You know, the day we found out she had to get rushed into an emergency um, surgery, otherwise she would have passed away that day. So it was a huge, huge shock. And whilst it was happening, you know, there's always that saying everything happens for a reason. I think that when you lose someone you love, that saying sort of goes out the window and you just don't really understand why anything is happening the way it is. And, you know, I know it is going on to people and their families all the time. And you do realize death is literally just a part of life, but it doesn't make it any easier when you are the one going through it. So when she was, you know, going through her chemo and everything like that, um, about, you know, a couple of months maybe just before she'd passed away, she really, really wanted to help me get set up with life. She was obviously thinking about me and thinking, you know, what can I help Lily with? So I was working at a cafe at the time and there was a hair salon, hair and beauty salon up for sale next door. So my mom thought it would be an amazing idea if we bought it and that I ran the salon. It was close to home. It was around the corner. Um, and so we did, that's what we did. We purchased the salon and that was in April, and then one month later on the 1st of May, mum passed away. So the salon was already established. It had been up and running for years. It had employees, about 10 employees. To give you a bit of background, I was not a hairdresser or a beautician at all. So this was something completely new. I was just turned 23, so I'd been literally dropped in the deep end of a business and also lost my mum at the same time. I remember during this time, I literally was like, what is going on? You know, part of me, I never even really wanted the salon, but I just did it because I knew it was making my mum happy and she wanted to see me with something before she left. So that next year and a half was (laughs) extremely difficult. There was many days where I literally did not know, you know, how I was ever going to get out of that situation of running and owning that salon. Um... It just wasn't for me. And, you know, we never know until we try. So I can certainly say I've tried things, but you will never, ever, ever know if something is for you or if it's not, if you don't give it a go. 
So whilst I was running the salon, I'd also started doing a network marketing company, um, network marketing business with Arbonne. So I did that when my mum got sick and I, I do think I did it just as something to keep my mind occupied and to give me something to do. And I did that whilst owning the salon as well. So there was a beautiful side of that business, the network marketing business, because it was always really positive. There was a beautiful community of people who would support me through everything. And it was just such an uplifting, you know, amazing company and the products are amazing and all of that. And I don't do it anymore, but it definitely did help me through that time. And it was a light and something fun for me to focus on when everything else seemed like it was turning to absolute shit. So then a year and a half after losing my mum, so we had the salon for a year and a half, pretty much six months after losing mum, I put it up for sale and I was like, this isn't for me. You know, I'd never really wanted to be tied down. Um, It wasn't my passion. I wasn't a hairdresser. I wasn't a beautician. It was something that was really actually completely random pretty much. And it ended up happening. And then with everything going on in the world on top of that, there was times when we were literally like, I do not know how we're going to get through or open the doors. Yeah, it was very, very tough being so young with all of a sudden so much responsibility, but also so much grief at the same time as well. Like I felt like I couldn't process what had just happened because I was expected to get up and run a business and I would put on a smile and I would be brave and I would go to work and I would show up and, you know, having to deal with the tiniest little things like people just complaining about such irrelevant things. I just, I really couldn't deal with it at the time. So I found that really hard, you know, after seeing someone who wanted to be on the earth so much, not be able to be here and then see people who are here really just whinge about things that they could change really, really bugged me. So that was something that I have learned to get better with, but definitely something that triggered me a lot. Um, you know, going to work and having to listen to people's problems when I obviously just felt like, you know, I can't even deal with my own right now. And like I said, I just want this podcast to be, you know, a really honest place. So I am telling you guys, you know, the ins and the outs of my life and the highs and the lows. And I just want you to know that I am literally just a normal girl who has gone through the ups and the downs of life and the heartache and the grief and the happiness and the joy. But I have always remained optimistic and I've always known that there will be better days to come. So if you are someone who is going through a really crappy time right now, please just remember that when things seem like they can't get any better, they do. When you are sat there crying or upset or you literally just feel like you're not too sure how you're ever going to get out of a situation that you're not happy in, things can always change if you change them. And that is the biggest key. Not ever forgetting that you are the one in control of your life. And no matter how far-fetched something seems or how difficult something is, you can still make that change. So that is something that has always rang true with me. And it's something that I know is that you can either be the victim of your life and you can say, why did this happen to me? You know, and you can stay in that situation and you can complain and you can whinge and you can cry and you can not do anything about it and you can hate your life. Or you can choose to be the victor. And you know, this did happen to me, but I'm not going to let it stop me from creating the life that I love. 
So in September last year, 2020 is when the salon officially sold and I felt like I was free again. I then had just begun working from home for myself, doing eyelash extensions, and I was still doing Arbonne at this point. So late last year, I really, really wanted to, you know, get more clarity on my life. I wanted to up-level my life. I knew I still had all these amazing dreams of how I wanted my life to plan out, but I needed help. So this is when I enrolled, or would you say hire, um, my first coach. And this was such an amazing experience. I did that from the end of last year for three months, so heading into this year. And it helped me gain so much clarity on my life and what I wanted. And from that point, when I you know, was working with my coach, I decided that working with network marketing no longer aligned with me, that I did not want to do it anymore. But instead, I wanted to be able to help people create the life of their dreams, know their worth, and know that anything is possible. And to be honest, that is why I did network marketing in the first place, because I've always had a passion and a desire to be able to help other people create a life that they love. I have seen firsthand that life is too short to live it unsatisfied or to live it with regrets or to live it wishing you had done more. So I quit network marketing and I instead enrolled into a holistic health coach course so that I could become a certified coach and be able to help people in their life with their mindset, with their career, with their finances, with their health, with their well-being, with their spirituality, literally all areas I wanted to be able to help people with so that they knew they were worthy and they knew they could make change and that I could guide them and lead them through that. So for this past year, that is what I have been doing. I have been studying. I have completed my course just recently, a couple of months ago, and I am now working as an empowerment coach, helping women create the best life that they could possibly live, create the best life where they feel healthy, where they feel glowing, where they feel confident, where they know their worth and they actually go after what it is they want. The one thing I truly, truly just want more women to be able to do is, you know, stop letting the limiting beliefs hold them back. Stop letting imposter syndrome hold them back. Stop letting them think that other people have already done it. So there's no point of them doing it because none of that is true. And that is why mindset is so important and working on yourself and journaling and meditating and doing all those things that are a form of self-care so that you can become more aware of yourself and you can know and rewire your brain to believe that you are worth it and that you can achieve what it is that you want out of your life. I also forgot to mention at the time of recording this on the 7th of October today, I am also pregnant with a baby boy, my first little bubba. Um, so he is, he'll be 25 weeks in a couple of days. So we're over halfway. Um, and that is another really, really exciting and amazing thing. But it's also just highlighted and implemented that fire within me to really go after what it is that I want. So not only do I create a life that I love for myself, but for my family. 
and to still be able to live in a, a life of abundance and travel and freedom and to do that in a way that feels good to me. And I just want to be able to share that with you all on this podcast. You know, I'm not perfect. I am not special. I don't have anything that you don't have. You can too go after your dreams. You don't need the permission slip of anyone. You don't need to worry about what other people are thinking of you. You don't need to impress your high school friends or even your family. You get to decide what you want to do out of your life. And if you are someone right now who is feeling lost, stuck, or confused, you know, take it from me, I have been there and I know what it feels like to feel lost, to feel stuck, to feel like you just don't know what you want to do with your life. But if you're listening to this podcast and you have something within you that tells you you're capable of more, something within you that tells you you can do more and there is this beautiful, rich life out there waiting for you, then please listen to those nudges. Because even if you're not sure how you're going to do it, and even if you're not sure when it's going to happen, the fact that you have that nudge within you that keeps whispering at you, you know, you can do more, you can be more, just know you can do it. And it is never, ever, ever too late to start over. It is never too late to decide that you want to create a different life for yourself. It is never too late to rewrite who you are and to let go of these old beliefs that you hold about yourself. It really does not matter who you were yesterday, who you were a week ago, who you were five or 10 years ago. All that matters is who you are right now and who you want to be tomorrow because you can create that woman and you can embody her and you can be her. But it all starts with owning who you are and owning that you are amazing and that you are someone who is worthy of an incredible life. And that is what my goal is with this podcast is to empower you, to empower you to go after your dreams, to give you the tools to create a more beautiful life, whether that be, you know, your morning routine, whether that be mindset, whether that be limiting belief work, whatever it is, or how to create your business or build a business, whatever it is that can help you live the most authentic, beautiful life for you, that is what I want to help you do. So today, I hope that you now know me a little better. Um, Maybe you knew some of these things about me. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it was a shock. Maybe it wasn't. But this whole point of this podcast is just to be really honest with you guys and to share any tips that have helped me get where I am, that has helped me go from someone with a low self-belief and low self-worth to instead owning my magic, owning that there is no one else like me in this world and knowing that I can impact people and so can you. So if you have any feedback for me from today's episode, please just let me know. But I cannot wait to be back and talking to you all about so many incredible topics. But thank you so much if you have made it this far and listened to the end of this podcast. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or evening. And I look forward to sharing many more episodes with you. 